Hey, Story Pillar friends. It's me, Meg. Grownups, if your family loves exploring stories from all over the world with Sneak and Bean, you should definitely take a listen to our new wonderful pod friend, Journey with Story. Here's host Kathleen Pelly with everything you need to know. Hi there, Story Pillar listeners. Kathleen Pelly here, Scottish children's picture book author and host of Journey with Story. Every week I share a classic fairy tale or folk tale or sometimes an original tale of mine. And since stories are a lot like journeys, I end by asking our listeners to look for the story souvenir, that little nugget of truth about what it means to be human. We'd love to have you join us. Also, grown-ups, if your family loves history and all its silly, quirky, amazing glory, you should check out The Past and the Curious. Here's host Mick Sullivan with everything you need to know. For over six years, The Past and the Curious has been winning fans, sharing stories of real people from the past, and making people smile. I'm Mick Sullivan, author of I See Lincoln's Underpants, which is a book about, well, famous people's underwear. You'll find all of those stories and much, much more in the 100-plus episodes of The Past and the Curious that are currently available. Find it in all the usual podcast places. The Past and the Curious with Mick Sullivan. That's me. (laughs) Okay, ready for the show? Hey, I'm so happy you're back. I'm Meg, a human person. Uh, that's me. Um, he's a caterpillar, and it kind of looks like he accidentally glued his mouth shut with marshmallow goo and is now flopping around like zombie spaghetti with red sneakers. Oh, hey, Bean. Um, yeah, that's exactly what it looks like. Uh, is Sparky okay? Uh, yeah, I think so. Um, she kind of sort of got her foot stuck in a hot chocolate mug. Oh, um, how? Well, it's a long, long story, so, um, maybe I should just introduce myself first. Uh, good idea. Hey, I'm Bean. I'm a butterfly. I wear a yellow hat, and I don't recommend trying to consume 100 packets of extra ooey-gooey marshmallow hot chocolate at the same time. Like, just don't do it. Um, now that you know who we are, this is Story Pillar. I feel a story coming on. Wonder where we'll end up today. We'll blast around the world. We'll sneak and be leading the way. Go, Story Pillar. everyone. Welcome to the 10th episode of Story Pillar Season 2. This is a podcast where we tackle sticky situations, explore stories from all over the world, and pick up advice from you, our listeners. Wait, did you just say 10th? As in today's like our last episode of Season 2? Yep. 
But don't worry, floppy little marshmallow noodle mutant. <laughs> Season 3 kicks off on Monday, February 12th, 2024. Uh, but maybe with fewer actually stuck co-hosts. <laughs> Good plan. <laughs> um, let's check in with our listeners and find out what sticky situation we're tackling this week. Aside from Sneak and Sparky, of course. Listeners? How are you feeling today? <laughs> Wait, hold still a sec, Sneak. Okay, ice. <laughs> Some peanut butter. Ooh. A little heat. <laughs> and sweet baby broccoli balls. You're a bitty winny. Ew, don't call me that, but you're welcome. Oh, and here, Sparky. <laughs> Try dish soap. Whoa, huh, nice work, Bean. Thanks. Um, how exactly did all this happen? Well, Jingle Bell, it started when I woke up and realized today is phase four of Ninja Monkey Christmas Kwanzaa Bacon Day. Can I get a hiya? Ooh, 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 sizzle, sizzle. <laughs> Uh, Christmas Ninja Co. What? Day of the Ninja, Monkey Day, Christmas, Kwanzaa, Hanukkah, and Bacon Day. Uh, and yes, those are, like, all real holidays. Look it up, Buttercup! <laughs> okay. And then, Danny Hen, me and Sparky were so excited, we decided to celebrate with super galactic goo-powered mega marshmallow hot chocolate. <laughs> but then we thought, holy hamster hair brushes, if one packet is this yumalicerific, how about 500 million gusplillions? Got it. So you were super excited and took a little too much. Uh, or like a lot too much. <laughs> and then I got stuck in the molten mutant marshmallow magma mask and Sparky got attacked by a teacup. Well, I'm glad you're both unstuck and I think we also have our sticky situation for this week. What do you do when you realize you've been a little greedy? We were greedy little gassy goats. Ooh, but at least this means it's story time! <laughs> this week we're traveling to Germany, a country in Europe bordered by Denmark in the north Poland and the Czech Republic in the east, Switzerland and Austria in the south, and France, Belgium, Luxembourg, and the Netherlands in the west. Germany is actually the birthplace of the Christmas tree uh, and is famous for this sweet, spicy fruitcake thingy in our story today called Stollen. Ooh, and Germany has European badgers, which are kind of like long, non-stinky skunks mixed with bulldozers. They use their super-powered excavator claws to dig huge tastic underground burrows called sets. I'll talk all about them on my sneak attack last week, which if you got elbows, you should totally listen to. <laughs> okay, before we start the story, many people in Germany speak German. And my friend Leah said that Wie geht's is one way of saying how's it going in German. Want to try? Wie geht's? Wie geht's? Yep. Listeners, your turn. Great. Okay. Rocket time sneak. Buckle your blueberries, baby. And count down. Three, two, one. Ah, 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 ah. 
Turnips and Lumpy Cakes by Meg Lewis Adapted from Gifts of the Mountain Spirits, a German folktale. Scrubby, look! Petra's eyes danced over the glistening mounds winking at her in the lantern light. A slobbery snout pressed against her leg, and she reached down to pat the very short, very round piglet, snuffling her kneecap. (gasps) They're beautiful! Her eyes hungrily traced cinnamon whirls and drifts of soft, powdery sugar all swaddled in dough and baked to perfection and tied up with ruby red ribbons as big as her face. (sighs) She sighed, imagining herself swirling away on a cloud of cinnamon and orange peel, then diving face first into the baker's stall. Cannonball! Jaws jumping (laughs) as ferociously as a shark's. Nothing is better than stolen. At her side, Scrubby pushed his twitching pink nostrils dangerously close to a plump little cake that seemed to actually whisper her name. We are not here for Christmas cakes, Petra. Mila's reprimand cut through the swarm of bodies buzzing through the market like oversized bees. Petra scowled then watched her sister expertly sidestep a runaway toddler without lifting her eyes from the large blue book that was practically glued to her nose. Turnips and potatoes and straight home before dark. Father was perfectly clear. Mila turned a page, then ducked around a cart, bristling with evergreens like a giant mutant hedgehog. But we can't have Christmas without stolen. Petra scanned the nearby candle counter for eavesdroppers. I'm pretty sure that's illegal. Hmm. Turnips and potatoes. Besides, father makes the Christmas cakes now. Hmm. That should definitely be illegal. Petra grimaced as the gluey gray lumps from his last year's attempt chased the picture-perfect stolen right out of her brain. She hopped onto a barrel and pretended to be a one-legged swan. Besides, Papa doesn't really know how to make stolen. Scrubby snorted emphatically and scratched his bottom against a stack of cheese wheels. And no one goes to Chris Kindle Market just to get turnips. <laughs> she flapped her pretend wings at the enormous pine tree twinkling away in the center of the square like a small jeweled mountain. And potatoes! Petra landed with a crack on an abandoned chestnut. What? Ugh. We go to Chris Kindlemarkt to get turnips and potatoes. And not stolen. My God. Her ice blue eyes held her sister's muddy brown ones for a long, slow second before plunging back into the waiting pages. And you really shouldn't let that pig follow you around like a dog. She wrinkled her nose and stepped gingerly around the grubby little animal. What a smell. Ugh. You're a smell. Mm. Petra stuck out her tongue, but Mila was already off, book held high like the prow of a ship, neatly slicing through the sea of frazzled choppers and screaming babies. Together, girl and pig sighed and threw one last look toward the row of shimmering pastries. (sighs) Oh well, burnt lumpy cakes it is, again... Uh, Petra tugged on the floppy brown hat that made her look like a toadstool and set off in search of a Christmas turnip. (laughs) Stop 
dragging your feet. We're not even halfway home. The bespectacled rabbit frowned at Petra from the bobbing book cover. Mila briefly peered over the top of its creased spine and then resumed crunching through the thick carpet of fallen leaves. Petra flopped down on a rock and scowled. It's not my fault you chose turnips actually made out of lead. She let the overstuffed sack thud to the ground and watched one of the bumpy vegetables wobble out and flatten a wild mushroom. And potatoes. And potatoes. Rock-tatoes is more like it. (laughs) Right, my little scrub brush. She cooed into her piglet's adoring face and kissed him right on the nose. He grinned and plunked his scraggly brown rump onto an ancient tree stump. Ugh, you're going to get sick. Mila's annoyed voice surfed its way back on an icy gust of wind. I'm not waiting for you. It's getting dark. Petra shrugged deeper into the chocolatey folds of her coat, then grinned wickedly and threw herself down into a clump of crackly leaves. Uh Uh-oh, better get moving. She flailed her arms and thrashed her legs and looked very much like a worm trying to win the 100-meter dash. We're right behind you. I'm serious, Petra. Petra twitched vigorously before snorting like a crazed boar and dissolving into giggles. Hey, stop that racket at once, you overgrown mud mop. <gasps> a sharp voice cut through Petra's guffaws as a small pointy pine cone ricocheted off her eyebrow. And get that mangy creature's rear end off my counter. <clears throat> she sat up abruptly and gawped at the miniature woman glaring at her from under a white mushroom cap. <gasps> Her eyes grew as round as lollipops, taking in the tiny apron, the wild, mossy green curls escaping their pins, and the iridescent shoes carved from discarded snail shells. Who are you? The forest fairy brandished a toothpick-sized rolling pin and bopped the stunned girl smartly on the shin. Ow! Who am I? She turned a deep, plummy purple. Who are you, you beastly old boat? Bucket, and for the last time, get that filthy, stinking beast out of my kitchen this instant. Another pinecone whizzed through the air and lodged itself firmly in Scrubby's left nostril. He let out a piercing squeal and fell backward into an icy puddle. Your, Your kitchen? Petra blinked around the clearing, noticing for the first time the tiny drawers carved into Scrubby's former perch, the acorn mixing bowls the color of warm honey stacked neatly on its smooth surface, and the glob of dough patiently waiting under a light dusting of flour. But, but, who has a kitchen in the middle of a forest? Mistress Dorothea H. Mossybeard, that's who! The small, irate woman pounded ferociously at the partially risen loaf, startling a snort from Scrubby that said, his pinecone nose plug flying. You don't have a beard? Petra squinted at the deep grooves radiating from the tiny baker's nose in circles as even as the rings of a tree. Did I say I had a beard? (laughs) Now, girl, if you're gonna stand there yammering all day, at least pass the salt and fetch me one of those fine yellow turnips you won't stop grumbling about. (laughs) Petra made a face and plunked down a knobby lump that looked like it had been nibbled by rabid worms. Yuck. Be my guest. Ugh. Good, cause I'll need them. All of them. For the stolen. Petra's nose scrunched up like a surprised accordion. For the stolen? 
<laughs> Clean out your ears, girl. Yes, for the stolen, the mossy creature grumped, only the tip of her cap visible over the turnip's sickly green bulk. Then she closed her eyes and waved a pine needle knife ceremoniously above her linden leaf ears. <clears throat> From humble turnips lumpy comes stolen sweet and Lumpy. She brought the blade down hard on the mutant turnip, which disappeared in a fine golden dust that fell like shimmering snow flurries on the counter below. Instantly, the microscopic stolen swelled to a size better suited to a human girl's sweet tooth and burst up around the clearing like fragrant, oddly shaped <gasps> mushrooms. But how, I mean, I didn't know turnips could do that. She snatched a spongy loaf from under Scrabby's hooves as he wheezed and nearly keeled over <laughs> in shock. Secret ingredient turnips are. Taters will do in a pinch, though. The charmed woman winked, then clapped her hands briskly. But never mind that, keep moving. We're not half done, and that Chris Kindle mark of yours won't stock itself now, will it? Chris Kindle, what, you made those? Petra whirled, <gasps> eyes scuttling over the cakes nestled among the craggy rocks and decaying logs. Huh, nothing short of magic to keep up with a lot of you, girl. Bellies like bears and teeth as rotten as your hearts. Huh, greedy, insatiable giants. A spool of red ribbon flew toward Petra's nose. Now get to work. <laughs> the three settled into a steady rhythm. Scrubby tumbled turnips and potatoes through the icy leaves with his near-frozen snout. The mousy little drill sergeant magicked the yellow and brown lumps one by one into fairy powder, and a red-faced Petra scrambled to rescue the transformed stolen from high branches and thorny bushes before tying their bows in place and neatly stacking them in the middle of the clearing. Before long, both girl and piglet collapsed in an exhausted heap under a feathery pine while Mistress Mossybeard clanged all the tools of their hard work back into the kitchen stump's hidden cabinets. She shook out her apron and paused to study her softly snoring helpers. Well, you're more trouble than you're worth, girl. <laughs> she rose on tiptoe and planted a kiss on Petra's forehead. But I couldn't have finished without you. <laughs> Just then, Scrubby rolled in his sleep and let out a squeaky fart that knocked the wizened old sprite flat on her rump. Ooh. <laughs> she cackled once, a wide <laughs> smile rounding out her woody cheeks, then blinked three times and was gone. Petra woke to a tongue in her eyeball. Ew, Scrubby, get off! She shoved the drooly piglet out of her face and groaned. Every muscle in her body crackled as if it had been smashed to bits under Mistress Mossybeard's rolling pin. She rubbed her eyes, then gasped as they fell on the pyramid of neatly stacked stolen towering over her like a pale, mouth-watering Christmas tree. Whoa, that was us, Grubby, we did that! He puffed a piggy eyebrow. <gasps> oh, with some help, of course. Speaking of which... Hmm... She whirled, scanned the magic kitchen for its mistress, and noticed a pale scrap of birch bark pinned to the center of the stump counter. She plucked it up and read, You're too loud and your pig smells like a moldy skunk, but thanks for your help. Take what you need. Take what you need? <gasps> Petra's eyes shone like glazed cherries, and for a split second, time stood still. Then she howled like a sugar-crazed wolf and attacked the mountain of stolen. 
She jammed them into her pockets and stuffed the raggedy turnip sack until the seams threatened to burst. She ripped off her boots and hat and coat and the forest rang with wild hoots and shrieks of joy as she crammed the precious cakes into every article of clothing she could spare. Then a fairy-sized rolling pin crashed into her forehead. Petra sprawled out on the forest floor in nothing but her stockings and worn flannel dress. She shivered and blinked at her stolen stuffed belongings, staring at her like ridiculous misshapen dolls. Then she closed her eyes and laughed. She laughed until her hair hurt, until her jaw popped and her belly went numb. She laughed until she was crying. Crying because it was only her and Mila and Papa now. And crying because her sister was sad and always hiding in books. And crying because she knew she couldn't take all the stolen, even if she had a thousand pockets to fill. Because Papa made the Christmas cakes now. And even if they looked and tasted like actual lumpy turnips, he was trying. Mila was trying. And that meant Petra had to try too. She'd swiped at her tears with mismatched mittens and bent to unload the first looted pastry. Thanks, Mistress Mossy Beard. <sighs> but I think I have all I need waiting for me at home. She sniffed and Scrubby snuffled her elbow in approval as she set to work. Oh. As she nestled the last beribboned cake snugly back in place, Petra straightened, a mischievous spark lighting her eyes. But that was a lot of free labor. Quick as a fox, she plucked a single stolen from the stack and slid it into her pocket. We'll just think of this as fair payment. <laughs> a bark of laughter exploded from a nearby toadstool. <laughs> A pine cone bounced off her shoulder, and Petra flashed her hidden friend one more grin before marching toward the crooked spruce that pointed the way home. Come on, scruffy little pig. Last one there has to tell Mila about the turnips. <laughs> Wait! <laughs> the end. So, what did you think? That was cinematic turnip random vegetables into cake. Uh, as long as there are no marshmallows involved. <laughs> and what did you think about Petra and her cake obsession? Well, Chicken Bill, I totally, totally understand her stolen stuffing extravaganza because that's exactly smackly how I felt this morning during the mega marshmallow hot chocolate I just wanted it all in my belly. Which makes sense, but I like how Petra figured out that stuffing her face with cake wasn't really gonna magically fix the things she was sad about. Oh, and that her family was pretty cool, even if they're obsessed with turnips for some reason. <laughs> okay, I think we've got a pretty good unstick trick for when we're feeling greedy. Take a minute to feel sad or mad or whatever, and then think about something you're grateful for. Like sweaty shoelaces or really hairy ear pits. Sneak. Sweet sassy spaghetti spoons. Now it's time for listener unsticky trickies. <laughs> Yep, here are Anaya and Colin with what they do when they've been a little greedy. My name is Colin and I'm 14 years old. When I realize I've been greedy, uh, I try to be generous to counterbalance it. I'm actually uh, very greedy in terms of time. I don't always do things on other people's time frame. So maybe I would like do something for them. 
Hi, my name's Anaya and I'm 11 years old. Sometimes it's hard to know when you've been greedy. After when you're greedy, do you ever have a feeling that you should have handled it differently? For example, if there are two cookies and you're there with your friend and you take both, do you ever feel like it wasn't the right thing to do? What you could do is think about what you've done and try to do better next time. If your friend or family member feels hurt, say sorry or get them something else to make up for it. Holy Toadstool Toaster Pops talk about smarty birdie putty pants. <laughs> uh, not sure about the farty part, Snake, but yeah, that was like really solid advice. Um... Thanks, Colin and Anaya. Yep, thank you for the last unstick tricks of season two. Listeners, if you have an unstick trick you use when you realize you've been greedy, we'd love to hear about it. Send your grown-ups to storypillar.com slash unstick tricks. Okay, that's it. We finished our last episode of Story Pillar season two. Holy hairy mushroom mittens! Self high uh, mushrooms don't wear mittens. You don't wear mittens! Uh. <laughs> okay, everyone. Thanks for joining us for Season 2 of Story Pillar. We'll be back for Season 3 on Monday, February 12th, 2024. And we'll be replaying some of your favorite Season 2 stories each Monday that we're away. Grown-ups, if your child has suggestions for which stories they want to hear while we're on break, send an email to info at storypillar.com. Subject line, season two story replays. We put the link in the episode notes along with links to some of Sneak's favorite little-known December holidays. As always, a giant thank you to Andy Job and Susanna Bridges for their work on our theme song and a huge task-terrific self-high five to David Wilson for tackling our audio this week. Grown-ups, don't forget to prance your prickly little piggy-wiggies on over to Insectagram. Okay, fine. It's called Insectagram, and it has piglets. Ha-ha! You're right, us wake up! <laughs> Our handle is at sign StoryPillar. You can also follow Mackenzie Ellison, who does our awesome episode cover art at mkellisonart.com. Okay, ready to say goodbye? Bye! I love Bye. Come back for season three if you want to. Bye, everyone. We had so much fun with you this season. Remember, realizing you've been greedy is tough. Try taking a minute to feel sad, mad, or however you're feeling, and think about something you're grateful for. Or, as Colin and Anaya suggested, apologize and do your best to set things right. Whatever you choose, you got this, and we'll be here cheering you on. Oh, and happy Ninja, Ninja Monkey, Monkey Christmas McClamonzo Convention Day! Hi-ya! Ooh, 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 sizzle, sizzle! <laughs>